Welcome back into Bears All Access, everybody. Another round of uh, Bears conversation here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score this time we're coming to you from Hallis Hall. Winding down the final days of the Bourbon A portion of training camp and a night before the Bears meet the Carolina Panthers at Soldier Field. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer with you. And our guest this week is Cody Whitehair, the left guard of the Chicago Bears. I almost said center. Could have sent a right guard. Could have been a left tackle in college. Or he were a left tackle in college, so the man of many talents is kind enough to uh, give up some of his afternoons here before he heads downtown as the Bears get ready to check in. Uh, a little walkthrough today and now ready to go. And, you know, I don't know if you're going to play at all, but uh, you got to get your mental uh, self all ready to go just in case, right? Yeah, you bet. And it's going to be exciting to go against somebody else other than our own teammates for the first time this year. So, um, you know, we're really looking forward to that and, um, you know, getting back into the swing of the season. That's so cliché. But against what's been going on with that defense, it feels pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. You know what? Turn back the dial a little bit because I, I don't know if you're going to play at all. I'd rather put your your mind in the head of these young guys that are getting prepared. First game that you played, were you prepared? I was. Secondly, what was more difficult, the mental part of it or the physical part of it? Because, you know, Cody, when you break the huddle and your coach isn't standing here and you don't have all the comfort zone of training camp, now it's for real. The mental mental or physical part of it more challenging? I think it's more mental. Um, Obviously, it's the first game of the season, too, so they could potentially throw something at you that hasn't been scouted. You know, they have all this time to prepare for us and – you know, you get a lot of that physical contact in training camp, so you just got to carry over what you did in practice to the game. What? Where did you take your first snap? In the NFL? Yeah. At left guard. Left guard. Yep. You know, because what I've seen out of you throughout training camp up until this point, wow. I mean, it's kind of a – you're kind of – you're everything that you are built for the NFL to be. Uh, even though you succeeded at center, you have the ability to play tackle – you know, your power, your ability to work with Charles Leno Jr., your ability to work with James Daniels, first level, second level. It's got to be exciting for you um, in terms of everything you got going on in your life. You're about to be a father for the first time. You're changing position, and you're probably at the best part of your early career. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm just taking it day by day. Obviously, it's a new position, and I haven't played it in you know, three or four years live in a game. So, um, you know, I've really embraced it and just tried to get better every day, and I'm going to carry it over to the game. You know, it's kind of weird that you're still on your first contract. You have so much experience. We expect Cody to be a 10-year vet right now, <laughs> but you're still on your first There's contract. There's no gray hair in the beard yet. Don't rush him. <laughs> well, that's why he's shaving his head so you can't right. see it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rush him yet. But, you know, you're just so accommodating of a guy. I mean, it's got to be the way you were brought up. Whatever's best for the team, there's no complaining. I'm sure you have your own anxieties from time to time over the course of your young career, but why why are you that way? Not everybody's built and wired that way. Right. I think, you know, as growing up, it's always a dream to, you know, fulfill and play in the NFL. So every opportunity you get, you just have to embrace it, even though it can be challenging. It can, you know, you, you it can be uncomfortable at times, but uh, you just got to embrace it and take it take it day by day and just try and get better every day. Who were the elder statesmen when you first got here, and did they give you any, any advice, and what advice would you give these young guys getting ready to play? Yeah, it was mainly Kyle's and, uh, Kyle and Charles, um, you know, that, that really helped me through my rookie year, and, and Bobby too, you know. A lot of the guys that were here when I first got here are still here, so, you know, we're really fortunate to have most of our room still here. 
Um, you know, but I think that the biggest thing for the younger guys is just, you know, embrace every every opportunity, every rep you get because everyone knows there's a 90-man roster right now, and it, we cut it in half in about two or three weeks. So what you put on tape is what you're graded by, um, you know, and other teams are going to see that as well. So just go out there and play your best and, um, you know, embrace every opportunity you've you had, get. You've had two offensive line coaches since you've been here? Three. This is my third one. Really? Well, you know, Magazoo and Harry Houston, they can get pretty heated pretty quick. Yeah. You know, you, we sit off to the side and we watch these drills, and Harry's a no-nonsense guy. So it's kind of weird how a veteran handles it or how a rookie has to accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I think we all live through that in the course of our careers. Yeah, absolutely. And Harry's just very passionate and wants you to be the best player you can be. And, um, you know, he's going to obviously help you get to that, that potential you have. Cody Whitehair, our guest here on Bears All Access. It's brought to you by IGS Energy, along with Paul Zerang, our engineer, and Greg Miller producing today. I'm Jeff Joniak, along with Tom Thayer. Uh, and I want to go back to, you know, that versatility that you bring to the table because, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Snyder at Kansas State said, hey, we need you to play tackle. He just threw you in there. Boom, you're in there. Bears say, hey, we, need you we throw you in there. You hadn't snapped maybe a couple of times at the Senior Bowl, but never in your life. I mean – the view from the top, looking at a guy like yourself, they wouldn't ask you to do it if they didn't think you could handle it. Right. So that's that. I guess is the silver lining of the story, right? Absolutely. And you know, it all started too when I when I got to K State. I mean, my redshirt freshman year, they threw me in in a right tackle, and then you know, as your redshirt, and they're obviously trying to see where you're you're going to fit best and and play best. But you know, I played everywhere along the line at K State, other than center. Um, you know, so I think that just carries over and it, you know, it prepares you to be versatile in the NFL as well. So do you, do you lay there in bed at night and say, Oh my God, they're going to make me attack. Oh my God, <laughs> they're going to make me a center. And you know, you just don't get the sleep. I mean, honestly, you're human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously something in the back of your head, especially on game days. You you really have to be prepared for, for every position and every situation that could happen due to, you know, the amount of guys that suit up. So, um, you know, you definitely have to prepare yourself, but uh, I don't think it's really much of a worry. You just It's more of like a, a mindset and a preparation standpoint. So you're, you're kind of an old man. Duke, Duke. <laughs> old man. Well, this, no, I mean, this, this is kind of fun I'm having with this question. Duke Shelley, rookie draft choice from the Bears, is from K-State. Mm-hmm. Does he know you? He does. I played one year with him. You did? Yeah. So there was no re- – so there's just a reintroduction because, hmm. you know, here's a guy – because, you know, it's, it's kind of neat when you get a guy from your same college. You know, you got two rookie offensive linemen from Notre Dame that can kind of, you know, continue their friendship that they started in college. Now you have a guy that you met a few years ago comes on board. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty cool to play with your teammates that, you know, you played with in college. Also, one of our linemen, Cornelius Lucas, is also from K-State. And it's kind of funny, too, because when I got to K-State and he was there, um, obviously I kind of – tried to see where I fit best, but I, they ended up putting me at left guard for my first two years in college before I moved to left tackle. But Cornelius was the left tackle in he's college, a, too. So it's, it's a big it's, guy. He is a big guy, yeah. So it's kind of crazy how, you know, um, you end up meeting later down the road as well. It'll be interesting to see if his talent convert, you know, can play left tackle in the NFL because he's got the length of Bobby Massey. He's got good feet. He's got he's, He has bendability in him, and – you know, he's one of the guys that's going to be an interesting guy to watch uh, in the first preseason game. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's, he's come in and done a great job. And, um, you know, Harry's worked with them really good. And we're just really excited to see what he can do. 
It's a great competition going on. The, the depth chart is different now at all positions, uh, but in, in the offensive line situation, you got your, your five blocks of granite right now, and the pieces may move around, but uh, those young guys have learned a lot too. I mean, we, could, we can go down the list, but the, the guy that really is impressive to me because of the switch is Rashad. Yeah. Rashad Coward trying to make this move to right tackle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he played defensive line my uh, – second or third year his rookie year I guess it was my second year um you know and then he was asked to come play offensive line and you know that can be you know have its own challenges of course um you know but he's done a great job and and really embraced that role as the Bears get ready to meet the Carolina Panthers we're with Cody Whitehair as we continue on here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. Let's take our first break. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Cody Whitehair, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score, with Jeff and Tom talking Bears, Panthers in town tomorrow night, the start of the preseason you know, in the off season, and 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 the more you're here, you you get asked to do things, whether this this show, for example, or more interviews and and being out there in public and so forth. Uh, not everybody loves it. Not everybody is engaging. But you have embraced it. You you're starting to do a lot more. Is this something you are trying to challenge yourself to to do more of that too? I know you did some stuff back in Kansas too. Yeah. Um. You know, it's. It's kind of like the offensive line really aren't in the spotlight. So when, um, you know, the opportunities come, you just take and embrace it. And it's also an opportunity to talk about guys in your room and, and your other teammates across, um, you know, the team to really, um, you know, get a one-on-one with somebody and really talk about how they're doing both, there's, um, you know, on the field and off the field. There's also a business component, too, though, too. You're, you're marketing your brand a little bit, too. Have you uh, opened some doors for yourself in the future? I, you know, I've you obviously meet people along the way and, it's good networking as well. But, uh, you know, I've just been focusing on football, and, um, you know, hopefully that will all work out. Well, you know, it's it's like the Bears' schedule this year. It's all over the place because, like Matt and Nagy says, you guys are a good team and people want to see you. Four and 12, nobody wants to interview you. <laughs> 12 and four, right, right. everybody wants. Right. And it's amazing as you, you live through those times. Look, I've been through a five and, 10, five and 11 season, the whole deal, and you see the media room empty at the end of the year as opposed to last year when you see a double-digit amount of credentials mm-hmm. requested. So it is the benefit of, of being on a good team, but it's also a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. And, you know, obviously when you win, it brings more attention to you, like you said. But, uh, you know, that attention's good, especially when you're winning. It's always good to talk to the media when you're winning. Cody White here, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Uh, you were a uh, nominee for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award last year. Uh, what that mean to you, and what uh, what does that say about you? Yeah, that means a lot. Um, you know, obviously that's voted on your, your players and coaches throughout, <clears throat> you know, our office. and <clears throat> So it's really cool. It just reassures you that you're, you're you, you know, you fit this locker room and you fit the culture that this organization's trying to bring. And I know because Ryan has, has referred to you in public about this. For example, uh, T.J. Clemmings comes aboard. You know, uh, does he fit the culture? Mm-hmm. And and coming from you says a lot because yes, you're you're very mild mannered and calm, and you, you do your interviews in, in your own way. But you know, you're one of the heartbeats of that locker room. And so to have a, a pillar ask that question, first of all, is rare. Right. I think. And but it does feed into what Matt has, uh, Matt and Ryan have tried to put together here. They're they're not budging from the those 
core principles and what how does that reassure you here for not only today but tomorrow yeah absolutely um obviously you know it all you always want good guys in here that because you know the better the culture is the better you're going to be on the field the closer you're going to be um you know and you're going to be more disciplined on the field if you if you bring in great guys and and guys with good character so i think you know that's where it all started and that's how we turned this thing around it's amazing though you guys got character all over the board you know you got as high character guys hard working guys on the defensive side of the ball and it's important you know, just just to analogize a little bit, in 1985 when we used to go to practice, there were times that I was intimidated and also apprehensive because of the talent that we were practicing against. And I kind of see it out here too. That's a talented group of guys. And so you can't go out there lethargically and go, oh, I'm just going to walk my way through practice. It's not happening. If you got the inside big guys, you got outside talent, you got second level, third level – but it really benefits you guys in the long run, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you got to be on your, you know, especially with our defense. There's no days off. You got to be on your game at all times. But uh, you know, it'll definitely help us for the season. Um, you know, going against that defense and you know the high caliber guys that we're going up against. It only makes us better. You know, when we used to be have double days, we used to have run concentration in the morning, pass concentration in the afternoon. So you go to the afternoon practice, and those guys had it cranked up because they knew that we were throwing the ball a majority of the time. Sometimes it was hard to complete a pass because right. they were such good rushers. Mm -hmm. Now in this new collective bargaining agreement where you go through everything in a, in a daily practice, do you like it that way that they're kind of off guard and they really don't know what you're doing rather than having run pass and yeah it, it definitely makes our job a lot easier for sure because it keeps them honest um you know they're not going to tee off unless you know it's a situation where you're fourth and one or third and one and you're you're obviously more than likely going to run the ball but uh you know it's it definitely gets heated out there and it's a good competition but it also keeps um you know them on their toes as well no fighting anymore yeah, though yeah heated yeah but no, no it's not spilled over knock on wood <laughs> no it hasn't you know and that's that comes back to the character too and, and keeping poise and that kind of deal because you know that that stuff could carry over in the game and then you end up costing your team a 15-yard penalty and then it sets your team back but there's a, a hefty fine that goes along with fighting <laughs> nowadays because it's across the landscape of the nfl not only the bears but right. i think everybody has that you know that fine sheet in their playbook on look some ridiculous fight that we don't need to happen. Right. That's right. Yeah, but the uh, funny thing is everybody's waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that training camp. Right. But, like when Ted Larson was re-signed, first thing out of his mouth, oh, boy, yeah. training camp's going to be. But, you know, maybe, you know, he's, he's one of only three 10-year vets on the team, so maybe he's calming down. Right, yeah. You know? it, Ted was a good addition for us, a good yeah. veteran, um, you know, a good person for our room, and, you know, he's definitely making us better. Can you hey. name the other two 10-year guys? Let's see. Chase Daniel. Yes. Ted Larson and... Beep, beep. Too much dead air. Sherrick McManus. Sherrick. You yes. know, and it's kind of funny because we are talking about this and talking about those guys. They're the uh, three guys that have gone through double-day sessions in a training camp. You know, luckily that you guys weren't cursed to have to, to have to go through that. But, right. you know, it's just... Tom, uh, made a man out of you. <laughs> hey, I, I envy the players and what they go through. But, you know, the, the day is just divided differently. It would have been fun. But, you know, also we always talk about we went to training camp with an unlimited roster. So you could have 130 guys. There's a lot more guys competing for your position. Mm -hmm. But there's also, you know, probably a third less reps you're taking when you have four complete offensive lines or three complete defense right. or four complete defensive lines. Right. 
When's when did you have? When's the last time you had two a days in your in your life? Probably college. Yeah, but they weren't like padded both both times. You know, the the early practice would be your heavier contact, your more padded days, and then you know that next practice would not be a walkthrough. You may have shoulder pads on, but it wouldn't be a full pad, live contact, and all that. I mean, you, you know, once you got shoulder pads and a helmet on, it's kind of it's, 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 yeah, it's kind of hard to dial it down because yeah. I always when I see I hate no pad football, and when I go out there, you guys are no pads because it really makes you secure or insecure depending upon the position you play because you don't really have that collision to the whistle type of feel that you know if you have the right block or the good yeah time. for sure you definitely scale it back a little bit when you're not in pads but uh you know i think the biggest thing for us when we're not in pads is just working fits and footwork and hands and, and just making sure technically we're sound so you're still getting something accomplished yeah absolutely. it's not like it's just a wasted day of no, moving around not at all yeah. you know we're still trying to work and and obviously you know it's it's not as physical and you know, as, as hard as pads, but um, you know, there's definitely some some technical things you can work when you're not in pads that, but that'll help us. The speed of the talented guys—they're still going full speed. Yeah. Receivers, backs, Absolutely. linebackers, and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, and we are too for that first, you know, three or four steps. It's that, you know, that initial contact and and stuff like that that we try and scale back. A how about bit. the how about the fan support this year? Because I was going to bring it up at the family night. You know, you guys went through a two a two hour and forty minute full practice there. But between the fan support at Soldier Field, the fan support down at uh, Bourbon A, pretty impressive. Yeah, our fans have been great. Um, you know, it's 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 really cool to come out and see it at, at 8.15 in the morning, Eight to 10,000 people out there at Bourbon A. And then we come to Soldier Field, and it's just, you know, a packed house, and they're loud and everything. So it, we definitely have our fans behind us, and that's a good feeling to have for sure. Cody Whitehair, our guest here on Bears All Access. Let's step away for another break here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Creedon cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, Cody Whitehair, our guest, starting left guard for the Chicago Bears as they get ready to meet the Carolina Panthers tomorrow night at Soldier Field, the first of their four preseason games and uh, don't know what the snaps are going to be, but we do know the younger guys are going to definitely be on the field. The guys that are trying to win roster spots are not all younger guys sometimes. <laughs> you always assume that. Uh, but it is a young team by and large with some a sprinkling of veterans. As you have gone through practice and you're watching tape, you're going through your meetings, uh, have, you, have you sat there for a moment and thought, wow, uh, our talent level has definitely changed since you got here yeah absolutely um you know the 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 good thing about our team is we have great depth and that's what makes you know team collectively better it pushes your starters a little bit it pushes you know everyone from every every side of the ball and even you know you know first string second string and third string so I think you know good young players is obviously good to have it's kind of fun too the depth on the other side of the ball because you know I always talk about the Bears have the luxury of having experienced backup quarterbacks and really helps develop young backs and receivers because they know the offense so well. But it also benefits you guys. No matter if you're going through the first unit, second, or some of the third group guys, you're always going against a talented, fast group, you know, whether you're going, uh, you know, against the backup linebackers and, you know, 
they run well. The big, the defensive linemen on the second team are big and strong themselves. So it's got to benefit you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, the organization has done a great job at creating that depth and, and making this training camp really competitive. Um, you know, it keeps guys hungry and keeps guys, you know, coming out to work really hard every day. Crazy thing is with Chase and Tyler, they have seven years each of experience in this system. I mean, you're not getting that on on, on the other 31 teams, right. not from your backup guys. Right. Yeah. There's it, no way. The dividends yeah. for the guys trying to make the roster as the sixth or seventh, whatever, mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball, he's got to feel like, wow, I'm I'm lucky here right. because those guys know what they're doing. Absolutely, and I think it helps us up front too. Just you know, those quarterbacks being able to see th- certain things and, and changing protection too. That some things, you know, sometimes those rookie guys come in and they don't quite see the field from a perspective that the quarterback sees it. So it's obviously nice to have that that help and protection calls as well. So my first year with the Bears, I never got into a preseason game until the second half of the last preseason game because the starters played the whole game. Um, and I sat there and just whined about it on the bench. So you And now it's kind of re- reversal here. The veterans really don't play a lot in the preseason, but the practices mean a lot. When you get into that first game of the season, are, does, it, does it take a series or two series to kind of fall into place? Or because you guys go through a, a pretty quick-paced practice against a talented defense, are you ready to go from play one? Yeah, I think our defense will help us, obviously, you know, get those reps and get, you know, to feeling good on game day. But obviously there's some jitters, um, you know, going against a new a new defense, new people that, uh, you know, may kind of throw a little loop in you for a little bit. But usually after the first series, you're kind of back and, and comfortable and ready to go. Now that you're playing guard, have you ever gone in the line of scrimmage and forgot the snap count? <laughs> because, you know, as a center, man, you can't. you right. you got to be the leader of the snap count direction responsibilities, a lot of stuff running through your head. Now your offensive guard, boom, go to the line of scrimmage. And yep. You're just worried about mauling a guy, and you might forget about <laughs> that that snap count. Yeah, there's definitely been a time or two where I have, but, uh, you know, you obviously lean on those guys to help you out. You know, I, I taught Jeff and I talk about it a lot. If our offensive line got together right now, we could use our whole communication that we used as an offensive line, and no one would know what we are saying, but we could still communicate with each other. Have you guys – achieve that status yet where you you're full communicated with each other without ever saying a word or maybe even a language that you have of your own yeah there's definitely obviously certain looks you have to communicate a little bit more but if it's we go out there and it's a base look we pretty much know what we're doing Cody Whitehair, our guest here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score is brought to you by IGS Energy. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer as well with Cody Whitehair, the Bears pro bowler last year at center uh, look at the grin. Yeah, all right. You don't like talking about yourself, so I know. But, you know, that had to be pretty darn cool. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. And another cool thing, too, is there was eight other Chicago Bears there, or seven or eight guys. Um, you know, which really says a lot about the success that we had last year and, and the support, um, you know, from our fans and other people around our organizations to help us get get to that spot. This may be a dumb question from a guy who never played, uh, certainly never played offensive line. Do you have to think the game differently at guard versus center or do you just think the game like a center to benefit you at guard I honestly think you know through the years that I played center it's obviously helping me see the field a little bit better at guard um you know being able to to see certain pressures and and see it a little bit faster than I would if I hadn't played center because you're constantly looking at certain things when you play center um you know so I think it's definitely helped me out at playing guard just seeing from different perspectives the pressure of a snap for anybody, whether they've been doing it forever or 
that's gone for right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I definitely had my fair share of hiccups there. <laughs> but, hey, you know, everybody's learning, right? Yep. I mean, you never did it before. Right. You know, so, uh, but is that, does that relax you a little differently, you know, mentally? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, one less thing you have to worry about. Now you can just, you know, line up at the guard position and just worry about your assignment, um, you know, and just kind of fire off the ball and be physical and not have to, you know, slow down and worry about a snap. So that's that's nice, yes. I'll let the experts handle it here, the two of you who've done both. <laughs> but um, for a guy, and I, I think I know you this way, uh, little things would irritate you, right? So how much of that experience last training camp and in Denver and, you know, that did those things haunt you a little bit? Yeah, it definitely ate me up. Um, you know, you never want to be that guy to let your team down. And as a center, it all starts right there to get the ball to the quarterback. So, um, you know, it definitely eated me up. But, uh, you know, I just went back to the drawing board and figured out, you know, the basics of just snapping the ball. And, um, you know, it really helped me out. And I cleared my mind a little bit because kind of after you, you have a few, it, it then kind of becomes mental and you kind of, um, you know, got to work through that. But I went back to the basics and then, um, you know, tried a new snapping technique that, uh, you know, the coaches believed and, and thought it would help me out, and it did. And, you know, I had very minimal, if any, um, you know, snapping issues last year, so well, that was great. You know what's amazing about professional athletes? A pitcher as good as John Lester for the Cubs, he has a hard time throwing at overhand to first base. And I'm, I'm just the small things in terms of sports. So what conversations, James Daniels, the new center, um, you know, is he an introverted guy? Because we kind of see an introverted side of him. Is in the huddle, is he more talkative to you guys than what we see from him? Yeah, I think obviously to the outside world, he, he comes off as an introvert. But, uh, you know, once you really get to know him and, and he gets to know you, he really opens up. But, uh, you know, him getting th being in that center role, um, you know, he's had to obviously talk a little bit more. But he's done a great job in, in communicating with the whole line, so that hasn't been an issue I at all. I hear he's pretty funny. He is. He's like hilarious. He, he's a cut up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he huh? is hilarious. <laughs> you, you just got to get get past that introvert side of him, and then he's pretty so, hilarious. So take so. us into when all you guys go hang out. Well, is it just one, you know, funny moment after the next? I mean, how would you characterize your guys? Yeah, I mean, you know, the offensive line is a pretty tight group. We we hang out a lot, both you know, in the building, out of the building, stuff like that. Um, you know, we got some characters in the room that make you laugh all the time. Um, you know, but I think that the cool thing about us and the, the thing that's really helped us take the next step in our play is we know when to turn the switch on. Um, you know, and there's a, t there's a time and a place to have a good time, joke around, but there's also a time and a place that you got to come in focused and ready to work. So I think that's, that's really been good for us. We are always a lot funnier in our room when our offensive line coach wasn't in there yet. Yeah. It's kind of, it's got to be the same thing for you guys because the camaraderie is like no other, but you know, as soon as that guy comes in the door for us, Dick Stanford, for you, Harry, he's right. Yep. Yep. Did, right. Do you make good. Harry laugh? Yeah, we, we make him laugh. And, you know, we joke around. And does him. he make you laugh? He does, yeah. We have a good time in our meeting rooms. And, um, you know, like you said, obviously when the coach comes in, it's more business. But uh, there's always times where, where we're, you know, working together and all, all having a good time and laughing it out. Cody Whitehair, our guest here on Bears All Access. Let's step away. Another break here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Get up close to the 2019 Chicago Bears at Enjoy Illinois Bears Training Camp. Now through August 10th in Bourbon A. Get free tickets at ChicagoBears.com. Yeah, it's winding down. Just a couple of more practices. I think one more open to the public, and uh, they'll put the wrap on the training camp portion of the 
offseason here, preseason, I should say, because it, it really doesn't stop in any way, shape, or form. The competition, the practices uh, really kick into high gear at this palace we now call Hallis Hall, the new renovated Hallis Hall. And just walking around here today, I was up in Coach Nagy's office and just saw all the new stuff that you guys have already seen. They're putting the finishing touches on it. It, it Words do not do it justice. I just got to say it. I'm not exaggerating. You as players, how are you viewing this? Because it is something. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful place. We're very lucky, um, you know, to to be in the the wonderful palace that it is, you know, that we have here. Um, you know, so we're very fortunate, and, you know, what a nice place it is. You know, a hall is just kind of reserved for wedding receptions, that <laughs> word, Hallis Hall. This is a campus right. yeah. because there's multiple buildings. There's areas that if you're at one practice field the farthest away, I mean, it's a it takes you a can like you're – uh, crossing a campus in between classes. That's how big it is here nowadays. Yeah, for sure. It's its definitely, um, you know, pretty big. But uh, what, what a wonderful place it is. Well, and also, you know, the aesthetics are obvious. I mean, it is like a museum up there. I mean, they've, they've got, you know, all the history that you would expect from yep. a team in the league for the one we're celebrating for 100 years. But uh, there's some quiet places there for the whole building. I mean, it's just not football operations. But the football operations side, from a health point of view, there are benefits to what is here, the different types of, of ways for you guys to stay healthy or get healthy if you're banged up, you know, that you wouldn't get, say, at training camp or whatever. Um, so now that you're back here and you will be back here next week, uh, those things you know, important now to you as players, you take advantage of everything you possibly can, I'm assuming? Yeah, absolutely. And those are the little things we're talking about, that, you know, the taking care of your body, making sure you're fresh each and every day to – to help you perform at the highest level in practice and um, for whatever you're doing, whether you're sitting in meetings, practice, whatever you're doing. Um, you know, so they've done a nice job with, with getting us those recovery tools and, and, and everything we can use. I like that weight room. It's wonderful. Because that's where you live. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Clearly, he, he, you know, right. he doesn't look like me. Yeah. He looks like, you know, Tom when he played. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. Um, you know, wonderful equipment, um, beautiful view. Um, you know, they just did. Well, you're an it, outdoors guy, so you're, right, you're looking right, for right. things out there, Absolutely. aren't you? So, you know, it's just a beautiful place and, and a great room to work. You know, the camaraderie is built in the weight room, also built in the locker room. Are you still locker and next to the same people you did in the old locker room? Does it seem more expansive where you guys have – is there more room in the locker room? Because, you know, that – you know, you go through the original locker room back at Old Hallis Hall, and that's all you had. You didn't have a dining hall. You didn't have – that's where right. everything took place. Now you have a locker room where those types of conversations during the downtime take place and stuff. So you like where you're – how that's going? Yeah, it is. And, you know, the cool thing I think that, that Coach Nagy's done and, and this organization is they've kind of intermixed people throughout the locker. You're not just sitting with your, your own position group because you, you talk to them all all day right. throughout the day. So it's pretty cool they they intermix different positions next who to do each got, other. Who do you got right and left? So to my to my right, I got Akeem. Right. And then to my left, I have Danny. So um, Trevathan. Wow. So it's loud. It is. <laughs> One's bellowing the, the infectious laugh of uh, Big Bad Akeem Hicks, and uh, Danny Trevathan's like, he's like, a preacher 
Like right. he is just spouting right, right. there. You know what? But I think it's so cool too because you get to you know interact with them in the locker room when you're sitting there for ten minutes. That you know if you weren't sitting next to them, you may you may not get to talk. Um, you know, and figure out a little bit about their life as well. So couple, that's pretty cool to to really get to know them on a personal level. A couple as well. of team leaders there too. You know, it really impressed me the other day at practice. Alex Barr is one of the free agent offensive guards that's trying to make the team. He dinged up his knee a little bit, so he was walking off. And Danny went over to him to check up on him. And, and I said to Dan, I said, man, it's, it's nice to see how much that means to you because this, he's a seasoned veteran. He's got great experience. He's a hell of a player. And now you have this guy that he goes and checks up. And it means a lot to the player, the free agent, too. It means a lot to the player that this veteran is coming to see me. And the next day he was back on the practice field. So, you know, just those little things by veterans mean a lot to the young guys. Yeah, it definitely makes them feel welcomed. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is is you're gaining trust of the veterans and, and respect from the veterans as well. So anytime you get that chance. And, you know, Alex has done a great job, and he's a tough kid, so that didn't surprise me that he was back out there the next right. day. Last year we did a show with you at training camp. Uh, it was spur of the moment. We didn't know we were having you. He walks in, there's Cody Whitehair, and we knocked out a show. Uh, <laughs> but at that time you didn't have Khalil Mack or Roquan Smith. So does, does training camp feel different with the two of them there? Do you feel their presence? Yeah, you definitely do. Um, those are two great players that, that make us better each and every day. Um, you know, both Khalil on the outside and, and Roquan there, linebacker. Um, you know, so those were, those were great additions to our team for sure. Same thing with Kyle. You know, Kyle Long, here's a guy that had a healthy offseason. He's able to be around you guys, not in a rehab manner, but in a in a manner that you guys are all in the weight room together. And it, it benefits it, it benefits him to see all you guys working together, and then it benefits you guys to see him working alongside you guys. Yeah, it definitely helps both both of us, both collectively as an offensive line and, and him personally. Um, you know, he's he's the type of guy that's that's ball is everything. Um, you know, so it's it's hard for him to be away from ball, but you know we're really happy that he had a great off season and he's back healthy and back on the line with us. That line uh, extremely uh, talented uh, as a group. Three of you now been to the Pro Bowl, and James Daniels has that type of talent to get to the Pro Bowl. Indeed, so Bobby Massey, you know, he, he's he's not he's not retracting. He's getting better in his career. As a group, you guys didn't hold anybody last year. I, it, it's a it's an amazingly low number with an offense that likes to throw the ball. You guys had five holding penalties as an offensive line last year. Wow. The fewest in the National Football League. How did that happen and why? Yeah, we take a lot of pride in it. And obviously we preach about, you know, not not hurting ourselves. And, and obviously penalties are, are something you can control um, for the most part, especially those, those certain type of penalties. Um, you know, and I think it all comes back to the – to the techniques and everything that Coach Harry Heastan teaches us, um, you know, to, to move our feet and to be good with our hands. That way we're not put in those situations where we tend to grab or, or you know, reach and hold. Um, you know, so I think a lot of it goes, you know, to Coach Harry and his techniques and also just all the guys working at it and trusting and believing in those techniques that, that they, they – that they carry over to the game, and, um, you know, we don't have those problems. Harry does a great job of the positive reinforcements of proper technique because you can hear him when you're going through one-on-ones how he talks about the importance of the hand placement, and the direct result is when you get five holding calls in the amount of time you throw the ball in these days – but, you know, all, it's also the versatility of your offensive line, too. You guys got athletes that can have assignments that are outside the box that 
also keep the defense off guard. Absolutely, and it's not it's not just us. It's everybody, you know. It's it's Mitch's drops. It's you know the receivers' timing. It's everything that everything was working so well, and we were, you know, so in sync last year that uh, you know that definitely helped us out as well. Yeah, we talked about this too. You know, you had a, as a center, you have to think like your quarterback, and do you still do? <sighs> Probably not to the level that I did last year. Um, you know, but I definitely feel like I still have some of that that center blood in me. Um, you know, so I, I do kind of think a little bit like the quarterback, but not as much as I would last year. And how's he doing? How's he doing? Because, you know, even admitted it can be a little frustrating at times going up against that D and uh, working through that. Typically, and I just I was just listening about this from several other teams hearing, well, the defense is always ahead of the offense at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is cliche. Maybe it's reality, but mm-hmm. a little bit maybe. These guys have been together for a while. Yeah, Mitchell's done a great job. Um, you know, just the level of confidence he's playing at and his, his leadership and the way he's taken over this offense and, you know, the level of knowledge that he has of this offense being in his second year. Um, you know, you just see him you know, moving a lot faster and not thinking as much. And, you know, he's just really done a great job of conducting himself both on and off the field. And he throws against a confident group of guys. Yes, he led does. by Eddie Jackson, Haha, Clinton Dix, Prince of Mukamara, Kyle Fuller, and the different slot re- nickel guys that, you know, they're they're a confident group of guys also. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, the, the competition on our defense is only going to make us better and, and, you know, help us later on in the season. That's Cody Whitehair, Bears starting left guard with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Another segment to go to wrap us up. It's brought to you by IGS Energy. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Coming at you from PNC Studio at Hallis Hall. Bears back at it before they get the Carolina Panthers on the field tomorrow night. This is Bears All Access. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Cody Whitehair. Uh, now you're getting back into your routine. What's your game day routine? You know, you got to go to the team hotel. You know, I'm talking about home games. And then what do you, you know, what do you get yourself at? You know, do you, you know, Ottawa Lagoonle used to take three showers before a game. You know, uh, I mean, there's all sorts <laughs> right. of things that go on. And and then what's your after the game, Richard? What, what tell right. us what you do now? You're you're in your, you know, you've played 48 NFL games, so you got you got some, right. you got a, a big uh, a big uh, part of this thing down. Yeah, obviously the night before we go to the hotel, um, that's that's pretty typical every night. But uh, I think the biggest thing is is it the the morning of or the day of it all depends on what time the game's at you know if it's a later game you know things may be started a little bit later as if it's an early game a noon game you know everything's pretty pushed up but uh you know my my biggest ritual is you know i've always been the guy to get there four and a half five hours early um are you guys twins? Too. <laughs> yeah. are you guys twins you know go over you know any last minute notes that i have before the game or you know, if I didn't feel very good on something, um, you know, throughout the week, I may work that in in the morning just so I have one last time to make sure that I'm not going to have any regrets. Um, you know, and then I just go out there and play free, um, you know, try not to think so much and just, you know, fall back on the techniques and everything that I've learned throughout the week. How about after a game? Home game? Usually I have family in town, so, um, you know, we'll we'll either go grab a bite to eat or um, – you know, whatever, and sometimes we'll just go home and order some Lumanati's pizza or something. Oh, like Lumanati's? That. <laughs> that, that's your jam. That's my jam. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, what's your what's your pizza of choice? The uh, Chicago Classic deep dish. <laughs> <laughs> one whole one for yourself. One whole large for myself. <laughs> All right. So Jeff's talking about your routine and your post game routine. So there's times that you've played a game and there's plays that stick in your mind that are absolutely haunting. And the whole idea is getting through tape the next day is just getting through that tape. 
do you have any like recall of any plays like that? Because Cody, I can sit here thirty years after the fact, and I can tell you some plays. I remember giving up a sack the first regular season game of the year, and I said to myself immediately, "I go, oh my God, I'm on pace to give up sixteen sacks this year." <laughs> and I, you know, luckily didn't give up one for a while. But there's haunting plays that stick in your memory. Yeah, obviously, I think the ones that that obviously haunt you the most are a quarterback sack. Is, is yeah. obviously the, the you hate to get your quarterback hurt. You hate to let your team down and take a loss. And, um, you know, the other thing that really eats me up, too, is if, if I'm out there and, you know, it's it's a scoring play and it's my guy that makes the tackle that doesn't allow the score, um, you know, that eats me up. And then, obviously, penalties that you have total control over, those those eat you up as well. But, you but know, it was uh, a fun last year when you were able to lead. Was I was just going to bring yeah, it up. Yeah. Tree cone into the end zone, and it's – a DB standing between you and pay dirt. That's, that's everything we live for. Yeah, that was, that was what awesome. Game was that again? Uh, New England. New, oh, it yeah. was New England. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, those are the blocks that you just lick your chops and, um, you know, you see a little bit smaller guy, corner safety right there. And that, that's just a what? great opportunity for you to, to get a nice pancake and blow a guy up. Yeah. They're, they're going to present themselves more this year at the guard position. You'll have more pulling responsibilities, trapping and different yeah. things on the offensive line away from your actual position, which it's going to be fun to use all that strength you build up in the off season. Yeah, absolutely. And those, those are always the fun blocks. You know, they kept track of your pancake blocks in college. I yeah. think, I think, uh, you know what it was? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I think it was 140, uh, maybe in one season. I don't know. I, it's, I think I saw that stat about pancake blocks. But those are the ones that we, as announcers, go. That's that's a wow. Like we, you know, when it, when you're out there running full steam, you're getting recognition whether you like it or not. Because I love calling those when the big guys out front. Yeah, and those are always the ones that you know, as big guys, we don't make the highlight reel too many times. But those are the ones that you'll see. Um, you know, make the highlight reel, and those will really pump. Hey, you I up. like I like the tackle sweeps. Uh, you know, when the tackles out front leading the way, that's old time football, right there. That is, yep. Yep. I yep. love it. So, sure. when you change transition from center to guard, what's your weight difference, and where were you able to gain strength because of the weight you were able to gain? Yeah, um, you know, I put a little bit on. I think I was playing it, you know, between three hundred and three hundred three last year, and I'm I'm between three ten and three thirteen right now. So, um, you know, I just Tried Is this to, the heaviest you've ever been? Uh, no, I think I was a little heavy one year in college. I think I may have been around 315 at one <laughs> point. But, uh, yeah, it obviously wasn't as good and solid as I am now. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of it has to, to do with, you know, my work in the off season, And, you know, our strength coach, Jason Lascalzo, puts us through a, puts us through a, great, a great workout and really helps us gain the strength that we need. And, and pushing prowlers and all this and, you know, dieting and protein intake and stuff like that really, you know, helped me. But I, I feel like I focused on a little bit more this offseason because I wanted to put on the quote-unquote good weight, um, you know, because I wanted to be a little bit heavier playing guard. But, uh, you know, tried to stay away from, from the foods that could make me gain that bad weight. Yeah, do you Are you prone to some of those uh – those lures, those types of, uh, like what, besides the Maluma? Maluma yeah, I was going to say the pizza, man, the deep dish <laughs> pizza. That, that'll get me every time. What do you do to relax? I'm a big outdoorsy guy. Um, you know, every chance I get, especially when the weather's nice, I like to, you know, grill outside and do that kind of thing. And, um, you know, big country music guy, that's kind of, you know, my go-to on game days. It sounds kind of kind of interesting because it's really not the pumping up you know kind of music that 
that uh that you hear in camp yeah the the stereotypical pump up music or whatever it is but uh yeah i'm a big outdoorsy guy and, and listening to music calming we had roquan on last week and he's also a country guy so yeah. you guys might share the same yeah, taste absolutely. i don't know he likes the he likes the newer country you newer or you like the old stuff i like both yeah um you know, I I saw Roquan at a country concert actually over this where at Windy City Smokeout. Really, yeah, really, yeah, really. Yeah. And who yeah. was there that you really wanted to see? Because uh, it's a whole bunch of groups. Yeah, right? it's yeah. a it's a bunch. There's what is there five or six concerts a day or something, and it's a three day festival. Uh, you know, I really liked Cole Swindell. I enjoyed him. That's the guy I saw Roquan with. Um, you know, and also uh, you know Chris Young is he he's kind of it's kind of a cool story because. Our, me and my wife's first dance at our wedding is is sung by him, so we got to hear that around you know our anniversary live too. So that was pretty cool. So when Jeff was talking about your weight and stuff, with this you have a new baby coming, and we always see the fathers talk about how they have a tendency <laughs> to gain a little bit with the birth of their first child and stuff. Right. Like, Sympathy weight. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, you go through weigh-ins. You're going to be able to avoid that. Yeah, I think so. Just because I'm going to be in, you know, the heat of the season, um, you know, obviously the baby's coming here soon, um, you know, so hopefully I'll be able to stay away from that, which, you know, I, I think with the football and, and the activity that we have there, I'll, I'll stay away from That's that. It's a cool thing. The, uh, the other aspect of being a pro football player and be young and you're, and you're with an organization that believes in you and made you one of their core pieces is that you grow with the other guys around you. And so things like marriage, Bobby Massey, yep. uh, things like a baby uh, for you and, and your wife Hannah, or just a young guy getting his feet wet at the age of 20, now 21, soon to be 22, uh, your center Daniels. I mean, you guys are sharing a lot of life moments, too, outside of football. Right. You know, how and the, the wives meet each other. I mean, you're growing up together. Yeah, and that's the cool thing, too, is like when I came in here, there there was, you know, a core here that, you know, I kind of involved into and, and kind of really followed their ways. And, and, you know, Charles Leno and Bobby Massey and Kyle Long. And now, you know, we're still pretty much together, um, you know, and adding new pieces that fit this culture as well. So, um, you know, and, and we've got a lot of good young talent here, um, you know, and some, some good veteran leaders to, to lead us along the way. So, uh, you know, that's definitely something to it's it's definitely something fun to be a part of, that's for sure. And it's a team of believers, isn't it? I mean, you guys believe where you're headed. We do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good luck. Thank good you. luck. Have fun. Thank you for giving up your time. You bet. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Cody White here, Bears Pro Bowler and starting left guard. Get ready to meet the Carolina Panthers tomorrow night. That's going to do it for our show. For Cody, Tom Thayer, and Paul Zeranger, engineer, and Greg Miller, our producer, I'm Jeff Joniak, coming to you from PNC Studios at Hallis Hall on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night, everybody.